Hello and welcome to the latest Back of the Nav podcast. My name is Adam Lewis and with me, as always, is my co-manager, Julian Marr. Julian, do we have a word from our sponsor this week? Uh, yeah, we do. It's a, quite a sad one from the chairman of Committed Asset Management. The word of the week is apathy, um, because apparently no one cares about ESG anymore. So um, maybe they're just having trouble trying to work out whether it's what to call it next. I mean, we've been heading ESG for far too long, you know, at least three, four, five, six years. It's definitely time to come up with a brand new name to confuse investors. And maybe the chairman was spending his time doing that rather than trying to sponsor us. So for the time being, it's apathy. Who cares? The chairman used to. Not this week. Okay, then. So on to this week, which actually wasn't a disaster, but it could have been better if we'd actually stuck to our guns from the latest podcast. And we will get on to that. But in general, performance without Haaland was solidly, was solidly, well, it was average. Um, let's run the numbers. A 65-point haul this week. Um, I think the average, we, we were just below the average, which was 68. Um, aided mostly by 20 points from Captain Mo. Um, then we got an unexpected, but from a Tottenham's fan perspective, a much welcomed 14 points from last week's captain, Sonny. And then a solid nine points from my pick. Yes, my pick, Carlton Morris. Um, but Jules, it could have been a lot, lot better. We had a last minute change of heart, had a joint manager's decision to take a hit, even though we were said we weren't taking any more hits. And we sold Watkins for Alvarez. And Alvarez holds a one-pointer, Watkins scores. And I know we have discussed in previous podcasts that every point counts, and I reckon we've cost ourselves about 10 there. So one of the questions I'll often ask managers is about learning from their mistakes. So what do we need to take away from this last experience? Oh, that was a question. I thought that was maybe rhetorical, mate. I, um, <laughs> I, I, at the moment, apparently, we're not taking anything away from our mistakes. And so maybe I don't know how long we can keep that going as a podcast. But um, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to sound sort of, you know, the, the, was it the blackadder, you know, all else fails, you know, a, a pig-headed refusal to accept reality will see us through. Um, I General Melchett's law. But I, I don't I, – I, this was just – this was one of those weeks. I'm sorry. And I, you know, we didn't do too badly. Did you, yeah, I can I think I can sort of judge justify retrospectively, and this is obviously why we should have, you know, put down right put things down in writing as uh, as our uh, team mentor John Husby tells us to do. I, I you know, we we look at those things. We we were, we were always gonna bring Wilson in. That was fine, you know, maybe he could nick a goal against a I tell you what I think my problem was with this last last one was uh, was was sort of framing an outcome in my head and not giving myself wiggle room, giving ourselves. So for my own team, I looked at um, the Sheffield Newcastle game and thought, well, you know, Sheffield, you know, could put up a bit of a fight against the big team, you know, maybe a one, one. I know it was a degree of wishful thinking because I didn't have any Newcastle defenders. And, you know, I, got to the end of my of, of the North London derby. I know you were there. I know you were happy then, you know, with, with sort of a, the fancy league element of it and actually the result. I mean, it was an amazing game. And so I'm looking at that game and Saka had scored for me, Son had scored for me, Madison had scored for me. And I just thought to myself, God, you know, if they could nick a goal against Sheffield, you know, cancel out all the Botmans and the Shahs and the Trippiers and everything will be fine. And then, uh, Eight nil later, uh, you and I managed to pick the only defender who didn't either score a goal or get a hat trick of assists. Um, but that's you know these these things happen. You know these sort of this sort of uh, 
Well, so just it is that that was a, not a black swan, but maybe a greyish swan of, of footballing terms, perhaps, or even it was a predictable surprise. I, it could have gone the other way. So you know, we we were desperate to get Trippier in last last week. The uh, we have our ownership rule of thirty percent, and for the entire week he was on thirty point one percent, and I'm still convinced. Um, although this week the uh, percentages of ownership percentages have bounced around on the on the stats charts, they didn't last week. And Trippier was stuck on thirty point one, and we lost the eighteen points. And you know, then we would be sitting somewhere completely different. So, yeah. shall I go through it all and see where we? Yeah, let's have a look. Um, you so, know, so yeah, we we played Pickford. Um, you know, okay, we, we'll learn eventually, but I'm, I'm going to obviously argue we play against Luton. He got two points compared to Turner's one um, against Man City. I think it was sensible not to play that. Uh, we we didn't play the chill. We played Chilwell. He got his traditional one point off the bench, took a yellow card back to zero. Um, I suspect if I have anything to do with it, he'll be gone um, quite soon. The doggy was on the bench for zero. Saliba got one point in the North London Direct Char. Our Newcastle defender got six. And Kabore, another of your um, Luton double up as we prepare for the double game week seven, we can touch on in a minute. He got five because he got an assist. Salah, captain 20. We, we finally you know, got a decent return on our captain, son 14. Um, Martelli and Dundias on the bench didn't cost us very much two points between them and Mbwemo had a bit of an off day I think he may be suffering a little bit from Henry not backing him up and therefore having to play a bit wider so that's a shame of Brentford and then up front Wilson got his six points uh, Morris as you mentioned your pick I absorbed myself responsibility I gave you your loot and pick and for nine and well played mate let's see how he does this week um, and then Alvarez and that was the other question wasn't it it was this is this this is a new issue we've got. I don't know, you know, do, what, do portfolio managers get caught up um, be, by their rules? You know, here we were at, you know, we can't buy anyone over 30% owned. Alvarez was, what, on 29, not very much last week. Uh, 20, oh, and, 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 you know, we're thinking, you know, this is it. We need to, we probably have this as the, the, the last chance to catch the train. Maybe we should have just waved it fondly away from the platform, the Alves train, and start with Watkins, who has definitely got some great fixtures coming up. Now it's, now he's got his, he's remember where the goal is. Uh, so that's good. So Watkins, you know, we'll, we'll probably get him back in again. Um, so yes, probably from Morris after this week, if I have anything to do with it again, Ad, in my, in my sense. So no, I, I, we could beat ourselves up about it, but I am, disinclined to and I would be feeling a lot more happy about these things I guess our benchmark team so I think that was that was the bit that slightly surprised me um as you know we, we alongside our own Botnav team uh, we do uh, run a, a sort of benchmark team to see what the most popular picks are and um that went that went mad. It could have been even Ariola um, was on twenty nine point seven percent last week, so he was in goal. Got two compared to his um, deputy Onana, who was on seven, the next most goalkeeper. Stupanang on sixty three percent got uh, got six points. Chilwell on thirty percent, but not for much longer. Got the zero as I mentioned. Trippier as was on thirty one point two at the time. He got eighteen points, and then the two sort of makeweights who didn't get on the pitch minus two for Gusto um, and an injured Bulldog on zero. And then the um, some big some big um, wins for the for the midfield. Saka on sixty five percent, thirteen points. Matoma on forty percent, got fourteen points. Uh, Rashford missed um, thirty. He's on thirty three percent with three points. Madison thirty one percent, got nine points. And Bueno has done one. Haaland doubles up to twelve with his ninety two point three percent, holding by everyone in the game apart from Adam and me. Um, Isaac, uh, who um, is heading up shortly. Um, 
he's on uh, he was on twenty five percent last week and got a single point, and Obama and Makeway got zero. And unfortunately, that um, that was the, their best showing by the benchmark team. Uh, the wisdom of crowds taking us up to taking them up to seventy nine points. So we got absolutely spanked on that one, Adam. Well, it's the curse. I was reading it's a bit a bit of a curse of this sort of most bought in week player at the moment. I think. Uh, Sonny last week was one of the most bought in-game sort of players by 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 other teams. Had a bad week the first week. Actually done okay this week. Alvarez was one of the most bought in players this week. Talk about sort of eat your own pudding. I brought. I had a, a decision in my own team. I had Alvarez Wilson. I'd been on Wilson all week. Um, then sort of got very bullish on Alvarez when we were having a discussion on Friday about who to bring in. Changed my mind, brought in Alvarez, one-pointer, watch Wilson. It could have been a lot worse, you know, when a team scores eight and Wilson only gets six. Good for back of the nav, but not not great from my perspective. So maybe if this curse of the week, you know, there's actually a sort of a follow through that the week after that they're brought in, they've done quite well. So maybe not time to uh, to to sell Alvarez straight away. I, I just sorry. I mean, there's yeah, there's so much behavioural finance, isn't there? There's the whole um, sort of Kahneman reverting to the mean. Uh, that great story about he was looking at as um, Israeli fighter pilot instructors, and the instructors were convinced that shouting at the um, shouting at the recruits was the way to do things. Because when they shouted at them for making a mistake, the next thing they did better. And Kahneman pointed out, well, actually, when they made a mistake, they were less than the mean. They by getting better, they were reverting to the mean. So actually, the shouting had no no effect in it whatsoever. I do, yeah. The, the, the chasing points chasing is just a fact of fancy life. I suspect we go back. All those times, of course, if you know that somebody outperforms massively, that's a reverse of the Kahneman pilot situation. Somebody massively outperforms one week, they're going to revert to the mean, and then they're going to do better. So we're not picking on one week, and I think this is the the fight I had in pubs uh, a couple of uh, over the last few weeks. Is they're looking at laughing at me for picking Son? I said no. I actually genuinely believe, and I know this is going to sound like hindsight, but I do did say this. I promise. You know, it's it's not so much the Sheffield game I'm buying Son for, but I do believe that sort of you know the Arsenal Liverpool are the sort of games he can return in. So I think you you have have to hold hold true on this um and it made me laugh as one of the one of the forum sites somebody was saying oh the trick is just to get the good players before they become popular and it's like well thanks mate for that stroke of genius i mean you know he said you don't follow the crowds you pick the big the, the, the good players before it's like well I'm not sure about that. Um, I think, you know, we just have to go by fixtures and various other bits and pieces and, and the fixtures are beginning to turn. And I guess yep. this brings one point and I will shut up in a minute or that'll make for perhaps for a quieter podcast. Um, this I mentioned to you um, when we were chatting a little while ago, Ad, about it's something Mark Southerns, who's, who's a bit of a, he's one of the fancy pundits and talking about wondering if he can get his team into a wild card position uh, over the next couple of weeks without actually having wild card and saving it for later and so sort of thinking what the wild card template might be and i don't think template is often used as an insult but i'm not sure especially in the early part of the season it needs to be in this you know looking at you know the, the the big the good fixture turnaround for Villa, um, for Newcastle, for um, for Liverpool, um, actually Brighton in a couple of weeks. If you look at that, and just 
just generally getting one trying to maneuver ourselves in position, especially when we're at the head of the game um, on bot now by having the likes of um, of, of Salah and and Son um, or, and, and you know Shah already. So I, I think there's something to be had there. And I was trying to think desperately for some fancy, uh, sorry, for some actual fund management line that fits for that because there is there anything that your a fund manager is trying to you know get what's going to be popular. I suppose they are trying to get what's going to be popular. Maybe it doesn't work on a fancy league point, but it, the one of the the the, the line that or the anecdote I came up with, and I'm going to reach for um, Keynes here. It's the idea of the beauty contest. Um, that the markets aren't about picking the most beautiful people. It's picking, it's picking the be- the people who everyone else is going to think of as most beautiful. So if you see what I mean. So he's, you know, we, we're trying to pick the stocks that will be, or, you know, are we trying to pick fun, uh, footballers that will be more attractive to other people going forward? We might get some price rises out of it. Um, so that's a, a jumbled thought of trying to reach for this beauty, you know, the, this idea of where we're going to be with the wild card. I think we are going to get there in a few weeks' time. I think Watkins is going to come back. I think DRB is going to come in. We might have another Newcastle defender. Do you see what I mean? And then try and get that, that head of the game on the template and ride that for a few more weeks. Well, no, it's interesting. No, it's yes, interesting. Very, I'm very kind of you. He's like, you should look, see the look on Adam's face when he's. No, 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 no. The look, the look on my face is looking at my, uh, <laughs> my looking at my screen, or call it my Bloomberg screen. But I'm looking at Mo's um, uh, ownership right now, and it is bang on thirty percent, and he yep. is becoming a more and more popular asset. Yeah. Um, and I'm wondering if it might be to our detriment as more people. There is going to be a wild card season. It's in my head for my own team at the moment. And Mo would very much be sort of a tenth through my own team. Now, another conversation we've had is that one benefit, a beneficiary of that move to wild card as people start hitting wild card season now and hitting the panic buttons is that if a lot of people move for Mo, it's going to probably keep Sonny's ownership down. So as a kind of, as a result, he's going to probably stay in the team for sort of some time. And it will just be interesting to see which I, I, I have a general feeling. I know you have in your own team, Rashford's, you know, currently out of our buying sort of circle for good reason at the moment, but I can see his ownership coming down um, quite sort of dramatically as, as people lose faith in him. So I think it's going to be an interesting space to watch in terms of ownerships at the moment and just how much that benchmark is going to change in, in coming weeks as people really sort of start targeting those fixtures. Cause I do think it's going to change the landscape of what we can invest in. And, um, and again, I, I hate to come over as the perma perma bull. Uh, maybe, maybe it's, that's just the first level of what I come across as, but I think, um, the, the thing about about Salah, of course, is that, it, uh, it, that for everyone else, you know, once you if you have Haaland in your team and you have Salah in your team, you you know you really have to think very hard about Trippier. You have to think about Son, and it's quite tough. And you instantly, every, you know, this is why people have. Uh, I, I had Salah for the first few weeks, and and he did absolutely fine, but he took all the fun out of it because I couldn't have any other of the great midfielders. So actually, I sold it and, and had a lot more fun with the midfielders. I think what we can, you know, maybe the benefit if there is one of not being able to have uh, Haaland is is the fact that we would play Salah and we can still have a great midfield anyway of all the other good ones too apart you know except when they fall foul of our ownership threshold so I think that 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 could play into our favor um and as you and of course you mentioned Son again Spurs great set of fixtures coming up for the next four five six after you know whatever happens against um whatever happens against Liverpool 
uh, certainly after that, it gets very, very interesting. And again, um, you know, you've got a, a doggy, but I, I, I'm one of my favourite players is, is, is Poro. Um, so that, that's, you know, if I had to have a Spurs defender, I think I'd be looking in that direction as well. Um, and then there's some Villa defenders, you get, you know, they've not been great for clean sheets until this weekend. But, um, you know, again, if Moreno comes back, another of my favourite, these dashing fullbacks, what does that mean for Dina? What does that mean for Cash? Um, well, there you go. You've got three great Villa fullbacks as well to play with. So again, they've got great fixtures. So, the, yeah, I, I, the, you know, if, you, if I'm still saying this in February and we're down in eight billion place, saying, "Oh, this is this is Botnav's week to shine," um, then I think you can um, you can you can bring up the other kind of uh, bullishness. But um, for now, I think yes, yeah, this next month is going to be fun. It is, and so if we if we sort of bring it on, and if we look into this game week, um, you know. Um, and sort of just quickly, you know, obviously people will sort of pick up. There's no guests this week, but stay tuned because we do have some sort of lined up. No reveal on that, but we, you know, sort of keep a, a keep an eye on LinkedIn. Um, but yeah, if we come on to this week, the first double game week of the season, always exciting. And we've got two looting assets. Um, so that's good. Um and then I suppose after scoring eight on the weekend, there's I imagine there's going to be a run on Newcastle assets with them having a Burnley at home this week. Um, trip we've discussed is off our buying buying radar radar, and I think that's going to be probably it for him now and us. Yeah, um, that ship that ship has definitely oh, sailed. Definitely it? sailed. But maybe time for maybe time for Botman. Um, I think, like you've mentioned earlier, you know, just my notes are the one more week for Pickford. And, you know, we've we've got this double-edged sword this week. Something we haven't sometimes discussed in this is that we've got our goalkeeper up against our striker. So it's always a bit of a... Um, conflict of interests. You you want to keep to keep. Oh, leech, I, I leech think leech. we can do better than that. And it's uh, it's an arbitrage, isn't it? I'm afraid yep. it's one of those ones. That, you know, okay, we're not going. You know, it, it's it's one of the things that people don't uh, like when playing fancy league is having an attacker against a defender. But at the same time, um, you know, it, there are there are entire hedge fund strategies built around this, and you know, in the small gains. So, um, you know, here we are. You never know. It's um, you know, maybe maybe he'll maybe maybe Morris will score and uh, Trippy will save a penalty. Admittedly, from Morris. Who knows what? But no, I, I think we can we can pretend that's merger arbitrage one more week anyway. <laughs> no, no, definitely we've got our shorting strategy in. Um, so yeah, I, I mean we discussed in Buemo. I think I think we have if we're gonna yeah, we I think it might be one transfer this week. I'm not sure. We'll probably. He's away at Forest. I'm not, you know, again, not too, not too, we, 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 we could just do our one thing, as you say. I mean, I, I know it'll look, um, it'll look as if we're jumping on bandwagons, but, you know, I, I, I think the only way to get any differentiation on the, on a Newcastle defence these days is to have two and hope yeah. that if Trippier is banging the minutes, one of Shah or, or Botman heading, heading, heading the goal. I think that, 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 that is a perfectly reasonable way of approaching the game uh, on that, on that front. And, and, you know, again, so we we do have our two Liverpool assets. Um, okay, there are Spurs, but then Spurs aren't renowned with it. We'll probably just play the one, won't we? I, I think for the for the time being, you know, Chilwell is just no fun to so. have. Yeah, you know that, that you know there's you know even if he starts and gets his you know gets a couple of assists and a clean sheet, um, you know, good for him. Sometimes you just you just got to say, but you know, the last two weeks have just. It's it, you know it's it's got to be fun playing fancy league and having somebody who's on the bench turns up for ten minutes because clearly he's you know he's he and his manager don't quite see 
agree on how they should play. So I think, you know, that, that would be the one I'm, I'm thinking is, you know, at the moment, just chill to Botman, um, which to be fair is what I've, I've done for my my team. I did that on yeah. Sunday night just to to tie in the tie in the um, price rise and fall uh, of the respective players uh, that would be in. So not not terrifically exciting. But then I think after after this week, I think it's um, uh, and Buemo, uh, Brentford start to just. It's a bit mixed. There's a Man United coming up, I suppose. Man United away, Burnley at home, Chelsea away. West. It's 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 not as maybe that what I'm saying is that his fixtures aren't as good as as I get the ones I've been mentioning, banging on about the Newcastles and the and the Tottenhams and the Villas. And we you know you can't have a midfield of nine no matter how much no. people may want to this this season. Well, look, we're likely to be playing three up front for the moment. You know, we've got Martinelli who's potentially on the chopping board at the moment. Um, don't know how long he's going to be out for. Don't want him too long on our bench. You know, seven and a half million for Diaz sitting on the bench at the moment does seem quite quite expensive as an asset to be having on the bench. Um, so yeah, yeah, it'd be I think, but I think Chilwell for the moment because you know we don't want a five and a half million sort of defender and him not doing anything. And I agree on the doubling up. We've been considering Pope. Um, but obviously we can't, you know, we can't have four assets. So yeah, no. I agree. I think Chilwell to Pope is probably the one for this week. And um, really ride that Newcastle sort of defensive train, and hopefully Wilson bangs them in for us. You know, it was they they, they do have to navigate their Champions League, um, which was well. That which was sorry, that was the other extraordinary thing. Looking at Newcastle was the. Um... And I, I must. I've been thinking. You know, I just keep an eye. I keep a little space free for Barnes. You know, he's always been a decent, fancy asset. And um, he plays. Judy plays against Sheffield. Gets injured after what sixteen minutes. Goes off. And Sheffield having been pretty comfortable and nil nil. Suddenly Gordon comes on, tears it up, and um, you know changes the game. Uh, and you're thinking, well, I thought Gordon was going to be going. You know, he was supposed to be on the bench because of the Champions League commitments. And you think, well, this is funny how it goes. And now, of course, Gordon is one of the absolutely at five. 5.5 now 5.6 million absolute most you know uh, up and rising assets so it's yeah, extraordinary how these things and you you can't as they say legislate for that sort of thing 4.1 ownership gordon here you go here here's here's proof of adam and julian sort of changing their investment thesis based off one conversation and all no, of a sudden no 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 i see I, I, I just we've got to be so careful with it, it, i just think these you know this is why i like spurs so much and your phrase you don't you won't hear me say very often, but I they don't, don't have any European commitments. Yeah, exactly. You don't you don't have any European commitments. Whereas yep. you know you look at yes, Brighton, Newcastle would just be fantastic to have. Except you we've got two managers in their own special ways managing um, managing the rotation and and Mitoma came good this 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 week, uh, but there will there will be more there will be more Europe and what does that mean? Um, so yes, I'm I'm very nervous with Gordon because he does seem to be the you know the first choice Eddie Howe asset um, for uh, for this uh, disposing group of death. Um, so yeah, I, I you know, but it is it's five point five. I I think that would that feels to me like a knee jerk reaction. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, he, 
But uh, yeah, so with that on our Friday conversation, maybe not. Friday I think you should. I think you should just take the win here. You know, you've been arguing for Luton. We were well ahead of the game with Izzy Gabore, and um, who seems to have come back into favour. Hopefully, just in time for the double game week. Morris as well. They're both in place. We don't have to even worry about whether you know bringing some random in. You know, we haven't done anything. You know, anything ahead of. We're not going to mess around our strategy. Um, strategy maybe in inverted commas there. So let, let let's enjoy those two, and I think that'll give us some wiggle room this week that others perhaps don't have no definitely one for the black book so maybe sort of you know one for the watch list one that goes on to you know names that go on to our list as, as as potential buyers you know gordon is one to look at i have been tempted by and i know matoma's obviously um he's obviously back will be back on the radar and justifying his ownership um i'm looking at brighton's next three fixtures which don't look particularly pretty with no, Villa. No, after that. After yeah, that. exactly. They've got Villa, Liverpool and uh, Man City. Man City's ranked as a five in difficulty, which you can you can understand why. But I wonder if the undervalued asset, who's obviously been doing very well at Brighton, you know, maybe one to put on our watch list is Mark March. You know, yeah, he was no, one well, of the... Yes. He's my favourite of all of these ones, and he is the slightly contrarian bet. But yeah. um, yes, I, 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 there is no. When you look at that, um, Brighton's fixtures just after they wave goodbye to Man City, Fulham at home, Everton away, Sheffield United at home, Forest away, Chelsea Ha, Brentford at home, Burnley at home. You know, all the way up to 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 to, to Christmas. Um, you know, they literally got one or two tricky, really tricky games, and they can have loads of fun. I, you know, take taking into account. Um, um, the 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 with the European uh, rotation and of course Deserbi's fondness for just completely randomly picking a team even though they do seem to do quite well whenever he does so yes but March yeah there will be a gross in the conversation as well um, in Caesar I guess does he come back maybe he is too injured and then you know up front you know coming again probably not we don't need him but yes March would be my first choice on especially given we can't get Matoma so, so maybe really a game explosive. week ten. Maybe we wild card at the same time as everyone else, but we uh, but we go completely the other way and just target Brighton. <laughs> well, I think it's yeah with the wild card. I don't know. That's a strange one. I still haven't. You know, we're still working on our uh, wild card investment metaphor. Um, I can't. Um, I can't work that one. Uh, the the final the final one I was thinking was this. Especially this last couple of weeks is this idea of eating one's own cooking. I was talking to uh, uh, Greg Jones at Artemis about this, and he was obviously going um, uh, fairly strong on the fact that all the Artemis farmers eat their own cooking, a uh, you know, big interest in their own funds. Um, and I just uh, sort of not as a direct result. I don't think of Fancy League when I'm interviewing uh, senior members of Her Majesty's Asset Management Industry. But um, it did occur to me later that perhaps with Botnav, I just occasionally rather than eating my own cooking i was using it as a way of just sort of um hedging my bets um so you know whether the shah was me sticking away from botman i don't know just so i could get a little extra burst of pleasure on, on saturday i don't know so i'm wondering to what degree i should you know but, but this could lead to madness because if you if we're both trying to direct um botnav towards our teams we could obviously just fall between two stools here um but i think that's one the final thing that pushed me towards alvarez um with last week was this thing that look i mean i've been in with him for a while but we did probably need to do that so again should we be um, this one another one for our, our our little book of learning is to what degree we should be um, backing our judgment that we have after spending hours and hours on our individual teams um, compared to spending hours and hours talking about it um, for our Bournemouth team. So another well, look, one for the another one for the list. No, definitely. Well, look, we we brought Alvarez in. Um, 
and I can't remember what his ownership was, but it has now. Uh, obviously, we we haven't selling. We have to sell when they go over forty percent. He's now. Are we sure? Are you sure you didn't so say fifty? Are you sure you didn't buy. say fifty, Ed? <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> sure you didn't say fifty for the for that rule? Because that forty one, I can see we've caused ourselves trouble with the thirty percent. We've caused ourselves trouble with this uh, double um, the, the the double hit. I'm just terrified about this forty percent. It's going to just uh, just when Jules gets all excited about it, coming over bot now. We're going to be selling Sala. We're going to be selling our Alvarez, um, but there we go. But yes, um, so uh, yeah, we can. We can, I'm just just trying to induce a degree of vagueness about whether we said 40 or 50 percent, even though I, I think it, I think I, it was 40. I know, I know, I know the like answer. I, know I, I the think answer. there was a buffer. Um, <laughs> it's almost like we plucked the 30 and the 40 percent out of thin air, and now we're completely stuck with it. Yeah. <laughs> so that well, maybe that we should have done the maths on the ownership beforehand. But listen, you know, the people who launched a fund on some mega trend or something and said, you know, that, oh, it's, it's almost like we picked techno tornado out of the air and now we're completely screwed. Now the TMT bubble has burst. So, yes, yeah, so this is we're suffering that sort of um, um, fund launches regret or remorse. Um, we'll see. But yes, I yes, the Alvarez, he was down at 22 percent last week. So he shot through. I think everyone, because, you know, he, he, I know it seems weird to say that Man City's fixtures turn, but insofar as Man City's fixtures can take a turn for the worst, they do actually get a bit tricky over the next few. Um, I will certainly be pairing my my Man City representation at least back down from three down to two, possibly just down to the one of you know who. But um, yes, one to watch out for. Perfect stuff. Jules, thanks for that. That was, I think this episode probably gives our listeners much more of a kind of akin to our thought processes that do take place on a Friday as we as we discuss and unpackage these ideas. But yes, yeah, stay tuned. Um, hopefully next week we will have a guest on who, you know, can sort of maybe steer some of our thinking, uh, give us a give us a hand. But you know, positives. You know, unlike my own team where I'm I, I'm I'm in a, a depth of despair at the moment. With this, I do believe we, we 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 do have some positives, mostly just by the fact there was a, a green arrow this week. So that's exciting. You know, we 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 are right in the rankings. So as ever, thanks for tuning in. Uh, Julian, thank you for your time. That's a pleasure, mate. I think that's basically the theme of our uh, of this issue of this uh, podcast has been Melchett's law, as we say, a foolhardy, a uh, full-on refusal to accept reality. So that's what we're pushing. We can call that. We can title the podcast Melchett's law, perhaps. But um, yeah, it's, it's been great as ever, Ad, and uh, uh, lovely to spend time with you. It's a it's a good way of spending a, a half hour. Hopefully, our, our our listener, whoever they may be, is uh, feels the same way. And hopefully, they're listening to it and their team is improving dramatically as a result. Yes. Take care. Thanks for listening.